Getting Better Healthcare is brought to you in part by Leo Pharma. Every American is acutely aware of the issues surrounding our healthcare system. We know miracles can happen, but we find ourselves bombarded by conflicting information and are uncertain of what and whom we can trust. We have some of the best medical care in the world for those who can afford it. Incredible new drugs that change people's lives but can be very costly. Many of the best doctors the world has ever seen, but not all are perfect. That's why Dr. Steve Feldman created the show, Getting Better Healthcare, to help walk us through the labyrinth, helping us understand how to take better care of ourselves and to better understand the challenges, issues, controversies, and complexities of our healthcare system as it exists and as it could be. For better healthcare and a better healthcare system, listen to the doctor. Now, here's Steve. Welcome to Getting Better Healthcare on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Steve Feldman, founder of the DrScore.com physician rating website. Today shows a continuation of our program last week where we began a discussion of patient advocates with Anne Llewellyn. On the show last week, we learned what patient advocates are and how they can help us. On today's program, we're going to explore with Anne how you find a patient advocate and a little bit about their training and certification. Also, in case you're looking for a new job, we'll talk about how to become a patient advocate. And thanks again for being on the program. How does somebody who clearly needs a patient advocate find one? Well, you know, a lot of patient advocates do do advertising um, in their areas. Uh, Some do lectures at different um, centers, you know, uh, senior centers, where they might, you know, be out there doing, um, you know, if there's like a, a chamber of commerce meeting or some type of a group meeting where people talk, where there's information shared about healthcare issues. There's also organizations such as the Patient Advocate Institute where, you know, if you did Google and you put Patient Advocate, it would probably come up Patient Advocate Institute and people could go on there and search the directory for someone within their area. The Geriatric Care Manager Association is another um, Geriatric care managers work specifically with the aging population. And if you Google geriatric care manager, it would take you to their website and you could do a search for someone within your area. So there are ways, most, most of the national organizations, National Association of Healthcare Advocates also has a website. You can find an advocate on their website by geographic area, zip code, and um, that's a good way to locate them. And do any of these organizations in some way certify that these advocates are more than just somebody who said, I'm a patient advocate, and then who potentially could take advantage of, uh, I can imagine there would be the potential for somebody to take advantage of some elderly person in the nursing home. Right. There, um, currently right now, there are different training programs for professionals to be advocates. Um, but there is, and there are real, no national certification at this point or a license for an advocate. Uh, again, if you're working with an advocate who is a registered nurse, a licensed social worker, a behavioral health therapist, a physician, a pharmacist, those people will have credentials based on their license or discipline that someone could check out and make sure that they were who they said they were. But Right now, there is no national certification or licensure for an advocate. 
So it really is important that the consumer, uh, the family or the consumer themselves, you know, make sure that they at least have a resume or a CV or something to give that, to uh, give, be able to explain what their experience is to be an advocate. And then uh, most advocates, when they do do that initial assessment, will explain to the patient uh, what they're able to do for them. And there's usually a contract signed that explains what the duties will be and what the cost will be with associated with those duties. So, again, I think it has to be a buyer beware. Uh, you know, somebody, you should understand what the services are going to be, what the cost of the services are, and, and the payment schedule, and both people should agree to that. And there is a legal document, a consent, and a contract that's usually signed that, that will um, help, you know, the person feel that they are, um, you know, getting, understanding what the services are. And then going along, you know, I think there has to be that rapport with the patient, with the consumer, with the family, that they feel like they are, you know, moving in the right direction. There's always should be a clause to be able to get out of a contract if the patient or family doesn't feel that things are working. Is there a... a rule of thumb as to what this kind of service costs? No, there really isn't. Again, um, because there's really, I guess, no standardization at this point with it. Um, you know, assessments can range from 75 to $200, and it can be an hourly fee around that same amount. But most advocates, especially the independent advocates who are working for themselves, they'll usually work with a person to uh, help them, if, you know, depending on their situation, their ability to pay, uh, work work out some type of an arrangement. But all that information should be discussed up front before any services are started, so the person can be feel uh, un- feel free that they understand what they're, um, you know, what they're getting into. I imagine some of our listeners might be considering. Um Entering this field, would you have any advice for them? Yeah, there's a lot of um, opportunity in this. Again, uh, there are courses out there, the Patient Advocate Training Institute. We have a course. It's an eight-hour course, and it's more for the advanced professional who has been in the healthcare system to learn what patient advocacy is and about setting up your own business uh, because that's a big part of it. Somebody who might be used to working at the bedside at a hospital, have all their insurances, you know, their insurance paid, they get vacation time. When you become an independent advocate, you lose a lot of that security. So, you know, our course really does help people understand about being a business owner, about setting up, you know, your own business and taxes and things like that that you have to be aware of. I'm so cautious. I think I would keep my day job as a nurse first set it up to do on the side at nights and weekends and vacation and get it going before I transitioned away from my um, day day job that paid my health insurance. Yeah, a lot of people do do that um, because, you know, it it is a big step and it's a risk for some people. Because, again, if this is you're looking at a total pay system that someone um, is uh, moving towards away from that security of of a job, a secure job, uh, it is a risk, but you know, some people there's different different opportunities out there, and again, more and more people are starting to look 
for the advocate because they have to pay more and more of their health care costs. So they're becoming more educated, and they realize how difficult the system is. So having someone who is on your side, who is only there for you, um, many people are starting to look at that. And this has been very enlightening. Do you have any final um, suggestions for our listeners? Um, just if you're interested in learning about it, um, please feel free to check out our website. We have a weekly e-newsletter that goes out that will help people get a better, broader view of what an advocate is. Uh, there's different opportunities for training. You can also, you know, if you Google that, you'll see many different opportunities um, to learn about this field because it is emerging. It is something that's coming more and more to the forefront for the average person. So um, it's, it's a new opportunity for, for professionals. And the website our listeners should, should check out is Patient Advocate Training, all one word, dot com? Correct. Thank you so much for your time today. Great. Well, thank you for your time. You know, before starting this radio program, I went to medical school, been on the faculty at a university medical center for 20 years, and I'm not sure I feel totally comfortable um, being responsible to understand everything my doctor tells me. Uh, I, I need things in writing. I need handouts. And for both the clinical and billing issues, it sure would help to have a, an advocate. A lot of people aren't in the position that I'm in, and patient advocates could be very valuable to them. I would encourage you to consider going to the website and recommended patientadvocatetraining.com for more information about this valuable service. Well, that's our program for today. I hope you've enjoyed it and found it valuable. Our theme music is by the incomparable Michael Zioli. Our show is brought to you in part by Leo Pharma. Until next time, I wish you the best of health. Thanks for listening to the show today. Remember to go to DrScore.com to get and give feedback about your doctor and to read others' recommendations about doctors in your area. It's a way to choose your path to healthcare empowerment. That's D-R-S-C-O-R-E.com, DrScore.com. And we'll see you next week right here on Getting Better Healthcare.